Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I want it. I need it because I'm required to do it each and every day. You, on the other hand, have choices. We appreciate you making Russell and Medhurst part of your daily menu. 301-230-0980, that's how you get in touch with us on a Friday. One more game left for your Washington Commander Salamanders, Porky Pigs. Maybe if there was a local Piggly Wiggly, Piggly Wiggly could be a sponsor now that they've got their, uh, almost an identical mascot to the great grocery store down in the Carolinas. By the way, Sabah has one right down the street. Uh, for those of you uh, interested, yes, she messaged me. She goes, we've got one of those right down the street. So if they want to reclaim the Carolina market, they're doing that with the hog. Mr. Russell, good morning, sir. Good morning, Pedro. One day after your 29th birthday? Woo! Yeah, works for me. Something like that. How was your trip to uh, Hamilton, New York? Alexander Hamilton. Oh, you know, sorry. I got to be honest ha- with not you. Not that Hamilton. The first. Seven minutes of the game, it was outstanding. Navy mm-hmm. was winning 20-2. to two. Mm. Keegan Records got the first bucket for Colgate to make it 2 nothing. Navy scored 20 in a row. I'm like, my gosh, what's happening here? And then Colgate, Colgate did what Colgate does. I was going to say, then the roof came. Well, both teams, I mean, both teams are in the top ten nationally in three-point shooting. Yeah. Uh, and Colgate turned up the defense. They started making threes, and all of a sudden it was 34-34. Navy still led by five at the half, hit a three 20 seconds into the second half, and it's back up to eight, and you're like, okay, they've weathered the storm. This is going to be okay. And then Colgate just did what they do. I mean, look, they got a guy last night, Tucker Richardson. This, this is what college basketball is all about these days. Tucker Richardson played in his 136th game last night, Chris. Mm, mm. His 133rd start. So there, there you have it. So, uh, But safe drive. Um, look, as I, I tweeted at 3 in the morning, Shout out to all the truck drivers out there because it's just me and the truck drivers. And you go by all these rest stops, and obviously because of rules and regulations, they've got to have so much rest and things of that nature. Right. And there's like 50, 60 trucks lined up in all these places where guys are shutting it down, getting a little rest and stuff like that. Is that and, is that because of rules and regulations yes. or just because they, they – they don't do that on their own. I, I well, no I mean, idea. sure, they would do it on their own. If you're feeling groggy, you got to get the hell off the road. Right, right, right. But, right. you know, ultimately, um, there are some rules and regulations that truckers have to follow. Okay, I didn't um, realize that. I knew yeah. pilots and whatever, uh, you know. Yeah, because, like, cause like I mean, I mean, look, last night, I mean, every, every, every time you turn around, I'm passing a guy, I'm passing either a Walmart truck or an Amazon truck. Yeah. I mean, it's all night long. That's, all you, that's what you see. Well, Who knows? I had it up and down uh, I-81 last night so. that, that, that's how those places make the big bucks you know and shout out to those drivers man <laughs> you know I mean, you look, don't make it by shutting down no. at five in the afternoon right. i can tell Dude, you that that, much. that is that is commerce in our country at yeah. its best right there and that's what you don't see while we're yeah. sleeping 
you know, these people are moving that merchandise and moving that commerce and, um, you know, bringing those goods and services to us. Uh, so shout out to all of our uh, truck drivers out there uh, in the middle of the night getting all that work done. And shout out to all of you. Um, you know, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many messages uh, I ended up with yesterday. I mean, every year it ends up in the, you know, around 500 between the Twitter, the Facebook, all that other stuff. Absolutely humbled uh, that you all, you know, take the time to do that. I know Facebook helps us. Uh, let's face it, Facebook helps us remember our friends' birthdays. Um, you know, even the people that, you know, we don't know uh, their birthdays, we find out uh, f- thanks to Facebook. So uh, it, it helps us remember those, and uh, I appreciate all of you all uh, remembering me. Chris, what was interesting yesterday, and every road trip I go on, um, you know, I listen to other radio stations. I was listening to our colleagues in New York, Philadelphia uh, yesterday. Uh, interesting to note that our Philadelphia colleagues were not poking fun at Georgetown, but just saying, hey, man, what the hell is going on there? They've lost 25 Big East games in a row. I mean, it's Georgetown. You know, it's not DePaul. It's Georgetown, right. um, which shocked me that that got uh, some play yesterday because they had played Villanova uh, the night before. So that got some play there. Obviously, they're all trying to figure out, you know, this new playoff scenario um, that is, you know, taking shape. Owners are going to talk about allegedly today. You know, they were talking about Philadelphia obviously being a team that, you know, they're playing for a bye this week. And, you know, one of the scenarios has an eighth team making the playoffs. I was going to say. Get rid of that bye. <laughs> I was going to so, say, they're, they're trying for a bye until Rod steps up to the podium and says, aha! We're going to give everybody an eighth playoff team, and Roddy Rivera gets his revenge, baby! I mean, obviously, mathematically, then Washington would still have something to play for. Of course they would. It would still be a massive long shot. And and then they would go back to Carson Wentz. No. (laughs) They'd go back to – I bet you they – look, if somehow – I'm just teasing. If somehow they had something to play for, they'd go back to Taylor. Of course. Yeah, I I would think. I mean, although – as I pointed out on the Locked On Commanders podcast, available on Odyssey with David Harrison and myself, and yeah, anywhere Dave. else, ding ding. Uh, as I pointed out there, if you if that scenario did unfold, I mean they've already changed. And I, Pete, I've I've read it about fifty times, and I still don't understand it. So I'm gonna hope that you understand it better than I do. But uh, they've already rigged like the whole AFC thing because of the Bengals and the Bills, and I understand that's an unforeseen circumstance. Obviously, the reason why people are talking about an eighth potential playoff team is as a root result of that. I would say this, right? If if you if somehow if somehow there became this possibility that an eighth playoff spot in the NFC is available, like we find out at four o'clock today. Uh, you know, via some stupid memo that it, nobody can understand. And the commanders do have a chance then. Chance. You say, well, they, I bet you they go back to Heineke. And I, 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 that's like everybody's reaction. I think that makes sense. The problem is, do you go back to Heineke who hasn't taken, I mean, they split reps, I guess, during the media portion on Wednesday Howell then presumably got first-team reps the rest of the week, right, Wednesday, Thursday, today. How do you go back to a guy who hasn't played now in a couple of weeks because Heineke didn't play last week, didn't get the first-team? So is that a smart idea? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's the only idea. 
even I mean, even though he hasn't practiced, he's played. Really? Not, I mean, look, he I know, playing, I know, he's played a ton of games, but yeah, he's fine. He didn't play Dallas the first time. Wentz did, but other than that, in terms of the preparation, um, you know, for that, I mean, there's, you know, there, there's no way. Uh, first of all, here's the NFL complicating this whole thing. We had a, we basically had an act of God, okay, and all you have to do the only the only scenario that should be you know at, at a discussion here is. Look, Buffalo and Cincinnati, look, you had an act of God. Here's what's going to happen. You know, we're going to look at the standings at the end of Sunday's games. And, you know, if if Kansas City is still ahead of you by a half a game or whatever, this is the way we're going to go. We're going to seed it this way. I, I guarantee you Buffalo and Cincinnati would both understand because, remember, Buffalo and Cincinnati, Buffalo and Cincinnati themselves had no interest in restarting that game the other night. Right. They they were the ones that went to the NFL and said, look, we're not playing, okay? I think in this one particular instance, because it's an act of God, this isn't something that's right. going to happen going forward. Let's just play it, and whatever the standings are on Sunday, that's how we put the seven teams in the playoffs coming up this week. I don't think Buffalo and Cincinnati are going to stand up on the table going, oh, we got screwed because of what happened to DeMar Hamlin. No. They're not going to do that. No, but here, but here's, I, I, I guess, why – why there's the rub. There's not only the the one-game difference between Buffalo and Cincinnati right now going into Week 18, which, you know, the question is is whether the Bills specifically are even mentally and emotionally prepared to play. I, I mean, I, I guess because there's been so much good news about DeMar Hamlin, maybe they are or maybe they will be. Maybe they'll be buoyed by that. I don't know. But right now, going into Week 18, Buffalo at 12-3, and three, Cincinnati at 11-4. and four. Now, Buffalo... I mean, Cincinnati can't catch Kansas City because they didn't play that extra game. Okay, uh, Kansas City at thirteen and three, Buffalo at twelve and three. If they would have beaten Cincinnati on Monday night, they would be thirteen and three going into Week and they eighteen. They beat Kansas City head to head, and they beat Kansas City head to head. Right, so I, for I, like for reasons that are beyond the NFL's control. They had to come up with this wackadoo scenario. Uh, and, and again, I, I'm I'm still not sure if I understand it all um, because I've read it a, a bunch and, and and I'm like, wait, uh, what what are they trying what what are they trying to say here? So so am am I right in understanding that the 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 Baltimore Ravens, okay, the Baltimore Ravens are playing at the Bengals. If the Ravens win, they will be 11 and 6. The Bengals would be 11 and 5, but because they played one less game, I think the NFL is saying that if the Ravens win, because they will have defeated Cincinnati a divisional opponent twice, but but they'll not be able to host a a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher winning percentage for their 16 games than Baltimore would for their 17. So even if, even though they would be t- tied in terms of wins and Baltimore will have beaten Cincinnati twice, okay, under this scenario, Baltimore still is not going to get the AFC North and therefore the home playoff game because Cincinnati didn't play the same amount of games as Baltimore. So if Baltimore beats Cincinnati 
And if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild card game against one another, i.e. the 4-5, the site for that game would then be determined by a coin toss. We're going to have a coin toss determine whether or not Baltimore-Cincinnati hosts a wild card round playoff game between the AFC North champ and the AFC North runner-up, even though they might have tied for the same amount of wins. Again, if Baltimore wins. If Cincinnati wins, obviously that takes care of it. If Baltimore wins, same amount of wins. Baltimore would have beaten Cincinnati twice head-to-head, and Baltimore still may have to then go back on the road the next week back to Cincinnati. Not that that's a long trip, but, I mean, still, you'd rather it be at home, I presume, right? Uh, and play a wild card round game because of this unique scenario. And that's just one of the scenarios I mean, that to is me, out look, there. the Baltimore one is the easy one to me. Both teams have 11 wins, and Baltimore won twice. Play that game in Baltimore. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but I they're, don't understand but they're what's not, so they're complicated about that. that. Well, they're not saying that because Cincinnati, Cincinnati obviously playing the one less game, they could – Theoretically, uh, am I am I getting this right? Cincinnati, the teams will have played an equitable amount of games against each other. Against they, each other, but Cincinnati would be eleven and five, Pete. Whereas Baltimore would be eleven and right, six. Right, but my point is they both won the same amount of games, and Baltimore they did. beat them twice. But you, but you know, like in baseball, remember I, I how we that. do with things in baseball. That. It's not the it's not the wins that. that matter; it's the losses that matter. I understand. You're that. X and X behind Cincinnati. the game. Column. Hey, Cincinnati beat Baltimore once. You know, beat no, them, I know. Beat them once. Nobody look again. Cincinnati. Cincinnati would understand if they had to go to Baltimore because they got swept by Baltimore and both teams had 11 wins. Listen, first of all, if we're being honest... There's equity in that. If we're being honest, even though Cincinnati was traumatized by this, there's no reason why they should lose to the Baltimore Ravens at home. I mean, yes, it's a short week. They played a half of a quarter. One. Two, Lamar Jackson still is not playing, not practicing. The drum beat on Twitter at least, and if you believe what Harbaugh had to say the other day, that there is continuing frustration behind the scenes there. Who knows what Tyler Huntley in Baltimore is going to come with to Paycor Stadium on in Cincinnati on Sunday. But I guess my point being is, if Cincinnati somehow were to lose that game and to drop to 11-5, and five, and Baltimore were to win and be 11-6, and six, and Baltimore has the head-to-head advantage because they would have then beaten them twice, and they would have won the AFC North, right? Yes, they should host that game. But how do you then say, well, wait a second, without that extra game, Cincinnati wouldn't have a 12th win. You can't just assume that, well, they would have a loss right. but there to is, even out the losses. You it's can't not do like that. these are two teams in a conference that didn't play each other. I know. And I therefore, know. you're looking for other ways to break it. Baltimore would have swept them, and they had the same amount of wins. I, that's I understand. An easy, that's an easy, that is an easy, direct thing between two teams to quantify. And, and the fact that they're going through all these scenarios, and let's face it, we know each team wants the home gate. That's, that's I mean, this is revenue. This is revenue for one of those teams. But, I mean, I don't know what's more equitable uh, than Baltimore and Cincinnati having the same amount of wins and Baltimore beating them twice if that's how it works out. I mean, that's yeah. that, that's something you can easily quantify. No, no I, I, I you understand. Tell, you tell Mike Brown, hey, beat Baltimore once. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I And that makes common sense because you have a couple of components there. But you understand why it doesn't exactly equal out that. The com- more confusing scenario to me – was 
the Buffalo, Kansas City, and the multiple scenarios of already talking about an AFC championship game being played at a neutral site. If the participating teams play an unequal number of games, meaning if Kansas, if it's Kansas City versus Buffalo and Kansas City's played 17 and Buffalo's played 16, they could have, but both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game had they played a 17 game schedule, which I believe if it all worked out, Buffalo would have won last Monday in Cincinnati and Buffalo say would win this Sunday. They could have then been the number one seed. And because they played an uneven amount of games, the AFC championship game would not be played at Arrowhead, would not be played at Bill stadium. Uh, uh, um, uh, whatever they're calling it these days. I was just there in July. My goodness. Um, Highmark Stadium. Sorry. Highmark Stadium. So they would have to play. So if it's Buffalo and Kansas City, they wouldn't play at Arrowhead, which is an unbelievable atmosphere. They wouldn't play in Buffalo, which is an incredible atmosphere. Nope. Instead, we're going to play at the bleeping Alamo Dome. And I, I'm, I'm just coming up with the Alamo Dome. I, it'll probably be Detroit because that's where the league seems to, you know. I thought it was Indianapolis. Uh, did they? Well, they didn't. They didn't say that. They just keep saying a neutral site. Yeah. I always but say I mean, Detroit because that's where they've sent Buffalo to play earlier this year in a neutral site game against the Browns. Uh, they've used Detroit on a neutral site Monday night or a couple of years ago. It was Jets and Saints or something like that. Uh, so they seem to favor Detroit for whatever reason. Maybe it's because Indianapolis has been booked. Both. I, I have and, no and idea. The other, and obviously at that point, what do you do from a ticket standpoint? I mean, well, well, yeah. I mean, I assume what you do is you do a lottery for both teams fans and you give each uh each team's fans 30,000 seats right and, and I assume that's what you do and then you know maybe whatever the remaining tickets are corporate and league tickets I guess I guess I that's what say, you do. I mean I would imagine at least I, I don't know if each team has a 30,000 season ticket base I would imagine you oh take- they do oh yeah Buffalo and Kansas City yeah they do I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you got to take care of those people first. I mean, I don't know that about Cincinnati, but I would assume that after the Super Bowl run and another, you know, 11 plus win season here, that they're that they've got at least part. You know, I, and I don't know how every individual team the does things, the partial. You know, overcomplicating it from the standpoint of things yeah. you can actually quantify, right. like Buffalo beating Kansas City. Well, but Baltimore but, beating Cincinnati. But but again, you're you're right to say that. You can quantify it, and that makes sense. But again, the the problem is you still have an uneven amount of games in which that team could have won an extra game that would negate the head to the head to head. You know that's the problem. Again, that's the problem with, and I understand Mike Brown would understand it. Maybe uh, Zach Taylor would understand it. Maybe Joe Burrow would understand it. I got it. I got it. I got it. But I guess the league is saying, wait a second. We can't just purely use winning percentage. We can't just purely use our traditional tiebreakers. We have to come up with this whack-a-mole system. Now, again, Buffalo and Kansas City, just to use that as an example, because that's what the league used as an example in their three scenarios that they laid out, right? We haven't even gone fully through the scenarios, but that was the league-used scenario. Buffalo and Kansas City wound up in the AFC Championship game. We told you about the coin flip between Baltimore in Cincinnati. I, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I would prefer just a neutral site. Like like for Baltimore and Cincinnati, if that scenario worked out, do you want the home game to be dependent on a coin flip? Or would you rather them say, nope, 
guys, you're going to Indianapolis. The Colts are done with the playoffs, like you said. You're going to Indianapolis to play this game. Or would you rather have it come down to a coin flip? That's another component of this. Because, again, the AFC championship game is going to be at a neutral site and not a coin flip. An AFC North potential rematch between Baltimore and Cincinnati, if Baltimore somehow wins this week, if, would come down to a coin flip. So we're using two different methodologies here, are we not? Yeah, but it's so funny we're talking about this. Because well, because it's wackadoo, right? In youth football, we have we have we have to use sometimes coin flips, uh, and believe it or not, even in youth football, there are conspiracy theorists uh, that wonder if we ever actually flip the coin and do all that other stuff, which we actually do because I help do it. Um, but obviously, what you know, think about the ratings you would get. We're we're gonna flip the coin right now, Buffalo and Kansas City. You know, uh, or Baltimore, Cincinnati, oh, we're the, flipping a coin the right now. The stupid NFL will make that a primetime yes, special on absolutely. Tuesday night. Absolutely, you know, absolutely I mean, Monday night. They'd probably Monday, make it a Monday yeah, night. Monday, yeah, Monday night. I mean, I mean, absolutely, Chris. There's no question about it. Seven o'clock, NFL Network, Amazon on Prime. Right. Uh, or, you know, Shefty, Peacock on. Shefty will be sent to yeah. the NFL League offices, right. and he'll be reporting live on ESPN. Right. Because remember, I mean, there's no Monday night game. That's what I'm saying. This so they year. Would, they would have to do yeah. this probably first thing Monday morning. I mean, there is a Monday night game. It's just the national championship in college football. Yeah, but I'm it's not a they... Monday night football NFL game. Yeah, so I mean, that's um, you know that that's I, I understand why the NFL is looking at equity as much as they are here, but there are things you can quantify like head to head and all that other stuff that um, you know, in my mind, are, are easy to quantify. And because it was an act of God, this isn't something that's going to happen every year. So we got to We got to take a break. You know what they should do? I just thought of something. They should flip a pop tart. (laughs) They should take one of your pop tarts and they should flip that. And if it comes up on the coated side, the frosted side, the Ravens host a game. And if it comes up on the toaster side, I guess is, I don't know if that's the right way to call it. The non frosted side. You know what I'm talking about, right? The ass side of the pop tart then the Cincinnati Bengals should win. I think that's what, what? they should do. I, I'm serious. <laughs> they should flip a Pop-Tart. T- today's from, coin flip from brought Pete's, to you by Pop-Tart, Kellogg's from Pop-Tarts. Cabinot. Cabinot? Cabinot? Cabinet? Cabinet? I was can, thinking of Cabernet and we Cabinet. Could flip, we could flip a Boston cream pie Pop-Tart. <laughs> Very go. discernible which side is which There you go. Uh, in terms of that. Would you eat it then after they flipped it? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> you, would have, you would have that kind of C- level of Congratulations decorum. to the Caps who won their seventh straight yes. on the road. And oh, what a win. Maybe reinforcements on the way. If you're going to the game tonight, keep your eyes peeled for either 43 or 19. No, nothing certain. We'll keep an eye on any news that may pop out at the uh, morning skate. I'm sure that's going to be optional since the guys were on the road last night. Predators coming in. By the way, do you see how many? Uh, you see how many saves Soros made last night for Nashville? Yeah, it was uh, 64. They, yes, they I gave don't... up 67 shots he, and one. Here's the thing. He's not going to play tonight, right? Right, which is good. I mean, if you're the Capitals, right. that's good news. Right, exactly. I, I I mean, now maybe you you could argue ride the hot hand, but the dude just I mean, beat Carolina on the road in Raleigh. A, they've got to travel, B, back-to-back, C, again, 64 shots on net. That's uh, what some goaltenders don't face in 3 games. Yeah, spectacular performance by him last night. Nashville 5-3 at Carolina Caps 
beat up on Columbus with a great second period last night. Everybody contributing, and then Ovi picking up 809 uh, as the countdown uh, to the great one is on with Alexander Ovechkin. 29 goals so far on the year for Ovi. Coming up, another fumble by the Washington organization. If you were listening to Kevin Sheehan, you know. If you weren't, we'll tell you that. And, of course, a lot of Commanders-Cowboys talk coming up. Final regular season game Sunday, 425. Are you feeling the excitement? Are you ready to go on or sunny? 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us on a Friday morning right here on Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Or as my colleague Scott Jackson would say, 2300980. Well, I love it. Again, you poke fun at Scott for saying that. I just said to somebody the other day, um,. I forget what the context was, but, you know, it was a code or, or, or uh, you know, a number combination or whatever. And, and I said, I said, uh, oh, it was my email address, russellmania09 at gmail.com. By the way, if you want to yell at me via email, Paulie, go right ahead. I'll just block your ass there, too. <laughs> but I said, Woo! I said, is it, I said, and I don't know, I, I, well, I do know this. It's not WrestleMania. I say it, WrestleMania09 at gmail.com to like anyone that asks for it for whatever reason, but it's WrestleMania09 at gmail.com. Right. It's not O. It's not the letter O. If you type in the letter O, you're screwed. You're not going to get me. Now, in a number combination, i.e., 30123 O or zero. Zero nine, we've had this discussion before. I do believe it is correct that you can get away with O in that spot because you're giving a group of numbers, whereas in an email address like I just cited, mm-hmm. it is different, I think. Yeah, it's fine. I, I right? completely complete look, I'm not a moron. No, no, I didn't say I, I, I didn't say you were, you're, I didn't say you I were a moron. What you're saying. I didn't say you were a moron. I was just pointing out that there is a difference between the number grouping and say an email address or or something else. I mean if we're if you if if you think we're going to the keypad and looking for the number six, since that's where the O is, um, you know, I mean that's I I I, I got nothing for you. <laughs> I got nothing for you. I'm just so. I mean, look, and I poke fun because that's my former morning right. show colleague in Norfolk, and I, I don't, I, I can never remember him saying, 
Oh, because it was like our, I think our phone number was thirteen ten. I don't believe I'd never. We would say thirteen ten. Well, that, but again, you know? that makes sense, and 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 so does nine eight. Like you would never say nine eight zero, right? On the team 980, you wouldn't say that. But you could say 301-230-09. I say 0980. Right. That's how I exactly. say it. So on the first zero or it is an O usually out of my mouth. I Sometimes I say 301-230-0980. I guess the first and second it, this is too confusing. This is like the NFL playoff scenario. It, it, no, it's really not confusing. Maybe we should flop a Pop-Tart about that. Um, what we shouldn't be flipping Pop-Tarts are, but not flipping flop, our lids flip, about. Flip. For people like me, um, and I've told the story before, when I was 16 years old, Frank Herzog came to the Board of Education in Anne Arundel County, Reva Road. Uh, when they asked for people to sign up that wanted to go to it, I ran to the bus. Uh, I ran to the office. I signed up, of course, because Frank Herzog was my – uh, idol from the time I was, you know, literally, you know, six, seven years old when he was uh, doing play-by-play. He did play-by-play. He was the play-by-play man of the Washington Bullets uh, when they won the world championship, and and my mother was working for Abe Poland. Um, you know, and, and I had a chance to be around the organization. You know, he he is and was one of the driving forces behind me wanting to do this uh, for a living and obviously doing play-by-play, you know, and – how he was how he was run out of the organization is still one of the greatest injustices um, of all time. The last two play-by-play voices of the team uh, were guys that didn't have a ton of play-by-play experience. You know, Larry was Larry did a lot of hosting on Westwood One, a lot of studio hosting for Notre Dame games and stuff like that, and was competent as a play-by-play guy. I mean, he had done some. And Bram, of course, had been a reporter and an anchor. Uh, for ESPN, had done very little play-by-play. And these are the two guys, um, you know, and Bram's a fine guy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Bram personally as a person. Um, but he's getting he's basically learning on the job uh, right now. And these are the people that followed Frank Herzog as the voice of the Washington freaking, you know, football team. You know, I, I respect those of you that want to, don't want to say Redskins. I, I understand that completely. But – he was a guest of Kevin Sheehan's this morning, and as they are honoring, you know, one of the greatest players in the history of the organization, but one of the greatest people of the organization, because, you know, Sonny could have stayed doing network TV. He was doing games on CBS uh, after he retired. Uh, did a lot of games. I'm pr- pretty sure he was doing a lot of West Coast games with Vince Scully, um, you know, on CBS. He was working for them. And he could have stayed there doing network games, and instead he came back and gave us another 25 or so years, 30 years as a broadcaster. And many of those were alongside Frank Herzog and Sam Huff. Sonny Sam and Frank was is as iconic as any player that we've had in the organization uh, since, you know, the late 1970s. I mean, they are, they are an iconic trio. You could not talk about him without saying Sonny, Sam, and Frank, okay? We can remember Frank's call of Riggins' touchdown run. I can give you every word from the time the, he was setting up the play uh, to the time Riggins got to the end zone. I mean, I, I get goosebumps just talking about it, thinking about it. Frank, Frank is, and, and Frank is a great individual. So 
there, there's, there, I, I can't understand for the life of me why he he's not invited to this thing. If you want to let Kessler or whoever does the PA, you know, do the do the MC, fine, let him do it because he's the voice of the stadium right now. I, I don't care what you want what, what you want to do. But Frank Herzog needs to be in that building, standing alongside mm-hmm. Sonny Jurgensen. Well, it, it's well, it's interesting because. Not only is is Frank obviously not invited and not going to be there, but of course the Larry who replaced him, he's not going to be there, even though he's still to this day very good friends with Sonny Jurgensen. Yeah, you know, and 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 you know worked alongside him, and I was lucky for five years to be a part of that broadcast crew. Um, You know, quite honestly, it was one of the main driving factors. Why I left 106.7 the first time. Chris, you made the – I mean, look, I would have done the exact – All of us would have – and 100% would have done right. exactly what right. you did. Right. There's no – there's that. that's not even a decision. Right. You get a chance to go work there and do that. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. But I'm saying, like, like not again, Larry left under very controversial circumstances. Of course. I think and, we all know course. that. So he I, – I, I have not talked – to Larry recently, uh, unless he's going to be there that I don't know about, uh, what have you. I still um, see Larry doing boxing play-by-play yes, play yep. in, like, well, I'm assuming he's not in, like, Hong Kong or no, 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 wherever no, no, some no, of these no. boxing matches no, are. No, I, I can confirm sure he's that he's not in, in Hong Kong. He's, he's doing – He does a great job. Yeah. He does a great job with boxing. Yeah, he's, he he's doing job. that in, in a studio. But, but unless he's going to be there that I don't know, that means, you know, again, the two predecessors – now, I don't know – I don't. Is Bram gonna? Is Bram gonna be down on the? Fi- I I don't I don't know what they're planning. Uh, here's the deal. First of all, listen. It at least, not, hey, it, it at least not, Bram knows the history of the team right. because he covered the team. Okay. But it should not surprise anyone. It should not surprise anyone that Frank Herzog, never mind, is not going to be there. Wasn't invited. Again, we have talked about this organization, and they have done a lot of things right. But they have done a lot of things that you would say if they just did one more thing, if they just thought about this one little detail, they would save themselves a lot of criticism. And yeah, that's how that's how I'm going to leave it. Like you're not under a, an obligation to invite Frank Herzog or to you know do whatever. I mean, unless Sonny said to them, "Hey, you know, I'm not going to do this unless Frank Herzog is a part of it," which I guess Sonny didn't do. I, I, I assume. Maybe maybe he did, and they still told him to go fly a kite. I don't know. But they didn't do it, or Frank is saying that he wasn't invited, which sucks, which is stupid, because guess what? You know who would get the largest ovation besides Sonny Jurgensen on Sunday? Not Deron Payne. Not Sam Howell. Frank Herzog would. Yeah. Let's hear uh, Matt's got the audio. Let, let's, let's, let's hear Frank was a guest uh, earlier this morning. You can hear the entire interview on the podcast. Uh, with our Kevin Sheehan right here on the Team 980. First of all, are you going to be there Sunday or not? Uh, no, I won't be. Uh, I'm going to sit here at home, turn on Sunday ticket, and watch it in the comfort of my living room. What, did they ask you to come? No. But that, uh, but that's ridiculous. Um, I That's it, absolutely ridiculous. Because I said earlier, and I said on my podcast, I think last week, you would have been the person I would have selected to actually make the presentation of Sonny. Like, I don't even know who they'll have. I, I, you, would have uh, you would have obviously done that had you been asked, right? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sonny and I you know, spent 22 years together sitting side by side doing football and 
even more than that, doing college basketball and working at right. Channel Nine. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know? You know what, Frank? Oh, first of all, that that upsets me a lot, um, and I know will upset a lot of fans as well. They don't seem to get any of these things right. Uh, you're not the first one that they didn't get right. Um, you know, Kevin and I are as if you listen to Kevin at all. Kevin and I are broadcasting junkies. I mean, this stuff. Uh, you know, going all the way back through the annals of, you know, especially the NFL. I mean, um, you know, we love this stuff. And, you know, maybe maybe Kevin and I are making too big of a deal out of it. I don't know. Um, just insane that, that Frank Herzog is not uh, invited to this. He is as an iconic member of this organization uh, as there has been, certainly through its glory years, which, again, they keep wanting to jam down our throat. We, we want to honor our history. Well, if you want to honor your history – and honor Sonny in the right way, bring his colleague uh, back with him so the two of them can stand there uh, on behalf of their colleague that's not with us anymore, uh, the, the great Sam Huff, because uh, Sonny's, Sonny's uh, you know, dedication to this organization, not only as a player, but for so many years as its broadcaster and ambassador mm-hmm. for this organization. That guy couldn't walk through the stadium uh, or into the lot without, you know, people you know talking to him yelling to him that guy was an ambassador for this organization through through thick and thin through the good through the bad and i i just find it uh insane that uh they would not invite frank uh to come up here and share this moment and i would and i and i would say it's pretty standard operation well i mean we've said for that for that we look there's we've said so many times, there's so many people that are within the, the breath of a phone call or a, a message because Jason follows a lot of us on Twitter and whoever else is involved in this. Where I mean, maybe Jason wasn't the one in charge of putting this particular, uh, you know, honoring together. So to, you know, blame it all on him is, is maybe not fair. But there are so many of, of us. Uh, that are available that know the history of this team and know the obvious things that have to happen uh, in moments like this, and they just they just keep failing. And you yeah. hate to see people fail because, as you've mentioned, Chris, you you've had a lot more interactions with Jason than you know than a lot of us. There are some good people there. Yeah, I mean, you want good people to be successful. You know that that you want good people uh, to to be successful. I mean, that's there's that that. You, you don't wish ill will on anybody. Uh, I never wish ill will on anybody. I, I, I want everybody to succeed. Every time a young broadcaster comes to me in some vein or a young race caller comes to me in some vein, I go out of my way to help them. I get them jobs. I, I, I do everything I can. I write them recommendation letters if I like their tape. I mean, that's just the way I am. I I, I, you know, I, I got nothing. Uh, I'm not one of these people that is super possessive. Oh, they, that guy might want my job. I'm not going to help him. No, that's just not the way I operate. Um, and and to see to see this 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 was an iconic organization at one time, Chris. It was iconic. It was iconic. And now, now it's just it's been reduced to rubble. I mean, it's just sad. It's so sad. I I don't get it. Let's get a look at what's trending. 
All right, we've been talking about the news of the morning, and once again, not a good look, as mentioned on the Kevin Sheehan Show. Hit the Odyssey Rewind feature right to the end of his show, right around 8.40 or so. Podcast will be up shortly, if not already, at the team980.com. Frank Herzog, the legendary voice of then the Washington Redskins, says he has not been invited and will not be attending Sonny Jurgensen's Jersey retirement and number retirement ceremony on Sunday before the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Commanders go at it for the regular season finale. Of course, they spent more than 20 years in the booth with the late Sam Huff together as a famous trio during the team's glory days. Meanwhile, play still goes on. Antonio Gibson on IR, a bunch of players not practicing, including Brian Robinson, of course, Gibson, Andrew Norwell, uh, Cornelius Lucas, and more for the commanders as they go against the Dallas Cowboys. You need the game for a possible NFC East title, a possible one seed, 425 on Sunday afternoon. We wrap it all up from FedEx Field. Caps back home tonight for a tired Nashville Predators team. Why? Because while the Caps were whooping up on Columbus 6-2 last night in Seabus, Nashville was beating Carolina 5-3 in Raleigh. UC Soros, their starting goaltender, with 64 saves. We touched on that earlier on in the show. And it could be the return of Tom Wilson and or Nicholas Backstrom tonight. Stay tuned. We'll have the details for you right here. And that's what's trending. One two three zero zero nine eighty. That's how you get to us here on a Friday morning. Frank Herzog was with Kevin Sheehan this morning. It's a great, and by the way, great get by Kevin to get Frank on uh, to talk about Sonny. And you know, everybody on Twitter, as there are a lot of people that are talking about, you know, the organization should you know push this back and everything, um, and you can't do that. We keep pushing things back, and eventually our 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 stars are not able to be honored. Uh, and I mean, let's face it. I mean, both of those guys are at a you know a fragile age right now, and we we we, we often we too often honor people in Hall of Fames and things of that nature after you know they've passed on, and you have to do it posthumously. And you know, Sonny, this is something that should have been done earlier in the season, quite frankly. Um, while you knew you had fans that were bought in. Yeah. Um, well, I, look, can, I can tell you this. I heard Sonny was not thrilled that it was the last game of the season. Yeah, I mean, and, and dude, I mean, it's, it's going to be 30,000, 35,000 yeah. Dallas Cowboys fans. Well, not only that, but, you know, I mean, think about it. Normal climate, and it's, gonna, it's a little colder this morning. I don't know what it's supposed to be uh, on Sunday. My head is spinning right now, so I haven't looked at Sunday's forecast, but I don't think it's supposed to be barbarically cold or anything like that. But normally, you know, uh, January 8th in Washington, D.C., there's a 42, decent... 42 with a chance. Okay. I, I mean, I mean, honestly, that's a best-case scenario. But, I mean, like it could have easily been 12. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no you question. Know? No question. I mean, but it could have easily saying, been. Chris, you know early in the season you still, you've still you got your fans are still usually bought in. Right. There's going to be more, red, uh, you know, Washington fans, quote, than other teams' fans, uh, at least early in the season. Why do you think they did it this way? 
Me, not not the Herzog thing. That that should not surprise anybody. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they schedule? Because when when they announced this, we talked about this, and I was very 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 concerned because of the logistics. You know of. Sonny, again, and you know, well, Sonny's up there in age. I mean, remember, you know, your health, travel, all that yeah, stuff. I mean, remember, you know, in their mind, they're thinking we're going to be in this, yes. and there's going to be a great crowd because it's the Cowboys. And and in theory, that in is theory correct. that could work. In theory, that is. I true. mean, in theory, I'm going to lose 100 pounds it's this year. It's also the well. You said that, not me. Um, (laughs) I said in theory. (laughs) I I would like to lose about 25 uh, if I could. Well, I'm I'm just saying that's how unreal. Right. I mean, that's. Think of how many people. Hey, think of how many people this week are going to gyms that a month from now they're not going to be going to. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like it wasn't completely unrealistic to think that this game could mean something. And it does, as it turns out. It means something for the Cowboys and not for the Commanders. What game historically brings the most amount of the other team's fans. Well, the Cowboys. Thank you. Yeah. That's why doing it. That's why you should have whipped out the stupid hog uh, on uh, this Sunday and had Sonny at least last week or or way earlier, like you said. like one of the giant games, the Eagle game. Whatever you got to do. I I mean, again, we should not be surprised by this, Pete. You know what would have been perfect? It would have the Eagle game would have been perfect because he played for the Eagles too. Yeah. Well, you, well, I mean, it would have taken it would have taken some thought and some history and some understanding of football history in order to do that. Um, here, here, here's what I will say. Okay, I, I, I think they were also looking. Okay, how do we have a selling point for every single game? And yeah. may, maybe Sonny told them, look, New Year's, New Year's Day, you know, too much to travel, whatever, uh, family, this, that, you know, who knows? So maybe that's why they chose the season finale. I, I mean, they probably, again, chose it for, like you said, Cowboys rivalry, Sonny, you know, great, whatever. Oh, you know, it'll give our reason for our fans to be engaged, even if we're out of it. Well, guess what? I mean, unless I'm missing something, 45,000 Cowboy fans are going to be there on Sunday. And you know what? If you're a Cowboy fan, I would hope you'll put your hands together and honor him. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. You, if you're sitting in the crowd, if yeah. you're not you know, standing in line. I think they're going to have a pre-game scenario, ceremony yeah. like in the uh, – in the not the atrium, but near like where the Sean Taylor um, wonderful <laughs> – Memorial uh, is now. I forgot what they call that area. Uh, I was just there like two weeks ago. That's where my seats were uh, when I went to the Giant game. Okay, okay, that's. Good. I mean, I could I could I, literally look to my left and see the statue. I think it, they I, were. I could have hit it with a rock. Again, I think their main intention in marketing was how do we fill up the calendar with yeah. nine home games? Yeah, sure. How do we and, make and sure? Look, every, every 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 team does that. Yeah. I mean, between bobbleheads and right. all that other stuff. I mean, that's it. That's what you're trying to do. And and again, what they were trying to do is an admirable effort. What they were trying to do is an admirable effort. But again, in an effort to honor a past that they want to desperately uh, still cling to, despite a change of name and all the other stuff, they continue to botch the history of the team despite an, any number of resources that they could reach out to uh, to make sure that they do it correctly. I'm just glad Sonny's going to get his moment while he's still here to be a part of it. That's, you know, you would hate to see this done posthumously uh, on behalf of Christian Adolf Jurgensen. We appreciate all uh, that he did 
as a quarterback, but for many of you, it was as a broadcaster. Uh, and again, like I said, Sonny was doing network TV. He could have done a game every Sunday uh, on network TV, probably making a little bit more money, to be honest with you. And uh, he chose to come back here and be a part of this organization, an iconic part uh, of this organization. And I hope he will at least get some flowers from some of you that will be attending the game, like Tailgate Ted and Susie and all those folks uh, coming up this weekend. There is a game this weekend. Chris ran down some of the uh, injury report in the trending. It would have taken a half hour for him to list the entire uh, report, uh, but we'll talk about that and the game itself coming up over the final two hours and anything else that pops up between now and 12 o'clock. It's Russell and Medhurst. We're here every day, 9 to noon. So many of you a part of the show now, and if you're new, welcome in. Uh, come be a part of it at 301-230-0980. Regular season finale, Sunday at 425. We're talking about it now right here on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.